Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the Daily Bible Thought as we journey through Matthew's Gospel in the first part of 2021, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Deb's Mills. Good morning, everyone. It's lovely to be on HTC Daily this morning. So we're following on from yesterday's teaching into Matthew 19, verses 13 to 30. I'm going to read it to us all. The Little Children and Jesus... Then people brought little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them and pray for them. But the disciples rebuked them. Jesus said, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. When he placed his hands on them, he went on from there. The rich and the kingdom of God. Just then, a man came up to Jesus and asked, Teacher, what good thing must I do to get eternal life? Why do you ask me about what is good? Jesus replied. There is only one who is good. If you want to enter life, keep the commandments. Which ones? he inquired. Jesus replied, You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother and love your neighbour as yourself. All these I've kept, the young man said. What do I still lack? Jesus answered, If you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I tell you, it is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Again I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. When the disciples heard this, they were greatly astonished and asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Peter answered him, We've left everything to follow you. What then will be there for us? Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne... You who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first. So I'm going to look at, as Josh said earlier, two, two, um, 
different approaches which Jesus was challenging his disciples um, in their priorities. First verse, verse 14. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. I'm picturing the scene, the disciples turning away, the kids, with the expectation that they were not the ones to hear the message. To the contrary, Jesus is welcoming the mothers and babes in arms, the small children. They bring a wild, unruly, unpredictable flavour to the crowd, but an honest and open, simple trust in Jesus Jesus is saying here that the kingdom of God is not only for children, but for all of us who have the attitudes of a child, trusting and not complicated in our belief. He's saying to us, come with a childlike faith and be blessed. And then the rich young ruler comes to him. He's, he's the opposite of the children. He's got power, wealth, place. And he asks, he asks Jesus. And Jesus challenges the rich young ruler. And maybe it's not our riches that is holding us back in our walk with God, but something else. What will we give up for God? What is holding us back from serving him with the completeness which Jesus longs for? The disciples' response to the rich young ruler was astonishment. And they asked the question, who then can be saved? Verse 26. With man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. I was reading Simon Giribo, um, one of our mission partners in his great, does the Great Lakes Outreach. And he writes, God helps us not to be what C.T. Studd called nibblers of the possible. Instead, have been grabbers of the impossible. God helps us to see the invisible so we can do the impossible. And as we pray this morning, I'd like us to believe that God is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or think. So John Newton, John Newton wrote... Um, helping us to pray great things. Thou art coming to a king. Large petitions with thee bring. For his grace and power as such, none can ever ask too much. So I'm just going to say a prayer. Lord, I just pray this morning that as we come to you, we come like children, none Nothing is too big or small for you. 
pray, Lord, that we'll come with simple trust, like children to you, with our requests and our heart desires, and our completeness will be in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Debs. This morning, Debs encouraged us to have childlike faith, to be like little children, to make sure we're not like the disciples in stopping people coming to Jesus and deciding who Jesus is for. We know that Jesus is for everyone and like children who expect things to happen that maybe seem a little bit impossible with a a childlike nature. This morning, we were encouraged to decide that God is the God of the impossible and to pray those prayers that seem like they may not happen. So this this morning and today, I'd encourage you as you pray to pray with childlike faith to the God of the impossible.